That would be amazing. Steve's going to win the sales competition. Oh, that would be fantastic. I'd love that. I'd love Cancun, that. Cancun, right? Yeah, there you go. There's exactly. Steve Margarita. Hey, guys, you know, I've been trying to locate a machine monitoring system that is easy to install with minimal onboarding, right? I have to tell you, Amper Technologies reached out to me. Akshat, their founder, has been on the show before. He sent me two units to install on my CNCs under their 30-day pilot program. It's been nothing but easy peasy. Ryan snapped them on. We waited a few days to validate and collect the data, and away we go. Check them out at amper.xyz and look under products for their pilot program. Bam. Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging, but if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Jim Carr, and I'm joined by my two fit co-hosts, Nick Golner and Jason Zanger. I'm eating a Culver's hamburger here, and Nick's on this fast, and Jason's eating a, a nutrition bar. But I um, like it. I've, I've, I haven't I'm been glad. called fit since I was a high school well, athlete. You, you've lost 20 pounds. Do you pounds. think it's going to last? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If I said no, I would just be like a preeminent loser. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. So I just yes. want to say that I only ate half the burger and I'm the other half's going somewhere else, <laughs> not in my stomach. That's how I practice my eat diet. Good to be here in Rockford in our facility. I love coming out here. It's good to see the entire team and get pumped about uh, the rest of the year and right on marketing, website development, all this crazy stuff that we've got lined up. I can't wait to see the new Zanger site and the new car site. Yeah. We've been talking about that for a while, but it just keeps adding nuances and new features to both of your sites and best in class, I'm telling you. I actually have a little bit of fun fact for you, Jim, that I just learned recently. So, you know, we, we've talked about this before, like... One of the easiest ways to lose weight is to stop drinking alcohol. For a lot of people, that's where it comes from. But it's not just about, you would think, like having a couple glasses of wine, it's like the sugar. But one of the things I just recently learned is that there's another component to losing weight from not drinking alcohol. I guess that when your liver isn't processing, like say, the wine or the alcohol or the beer or whatever else... It's actually helping your body to break down fat. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So like if you stop with the alcohol, it gives your body the space to be able to say, okay, let's break down this fat into not fat. I don't know. What would you say you're breaking it down into? Breaks it down into ketones and you use ketones for energy. There you go. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm learning about this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I'm learning about it too. I I mean, as we go along. I barely know what I'm talking about, but I did just read a book. (laughs) There you go. So anyway... This show that I'm going to do today is not really manufacturing related, but what I'm trying to do... Is it about weight loss? It is not about weight loss. It's about retirement. Let me say this real quick. Yeah. It is manufacturing related. I'll give you two reasons why. The average machinist is in his 60s, literally. Yes. yes. How are you figuratively in your 60s? No, I'm saying that this is a fact, okay? And then... One, I I probably shouldn't say the name, but one of the big OEMs that makes large format, very impressive machine tools just told me that their average employee is 63 years old. So this is a manufacturing issue. I've got a pretty young team. So do I. I've got some data to back all of this up, as a matter of fact. Before we get into it, I just wanted to tell you why it's present now. And again, it's not necessarily manufacturing related, but... There's a lot of manufacturers yeah, out there that are like sure. me that are approaching retirement 
age, whatever that is. Are we basically just going to be begging and pleading with the metalworking nation to stay working so that that's we up can to them. sustain the manufacturing economy? Hopefully by the end of this show, we'll have equipped you with some information to help you better make that decision. We're going to make a case. Yes. So last week, it was one of my childhood friend's birthday. His name is Jeff. How old is he? He's 59. And I called him on his birthday and said, you know, hey, happy birthday. We don't talk a lot. After all the years, he moved out of state. So we only catch up every now but, you know, talking, you know, how's life, you know, crazy busy, just, you know, how are the kids? Oh, they're doing this, they're doing that, doing that. And then he says, you know, I'm going to retire in 18 months. And I said... I was dumbfounded. I wow. I couldn't believe it. He's only 59. And he it completely took me back. How can this guy who's actually a couple years younger than me be retiring in 18 months? And more importantly, why? Why does he want to retire? Well, hey, I have some news for you guys. Yeah. I'm giving you my two weeks notice. I'm going to okay. retire too. Oh, Great. No. Oh, no. Don't yeah, we it. believe that. You're going to so, go play squash and bridge with your friends. <laughs> I just bought this new game called Quirkle. Yeah. <laughs> so just a, a fun fact. Early retirement age is before age 65. By the time... That's early. That's early. By the time some workers reach their 50s and early 60s, they're starting to feel burnt out. So retiring before the traditional age of 65 can feel invigorating. Men retire at an average age of 64, while for women, the average retirement age is 62. So just a little tee up to what we're going to be talking about. I'm excited to talk about it because what I think I can help any of those manufacturing leaders out there that are thinking about retirement in their near future, I want you to think a little bit about what the metrics are. Do you know the reason why retirement came into play in the first place? The reason for retirement, and let's just say more specifically for pensions to allow you to retire, I believe it was something that either the companies or the unions came up with in order to reward the people who are working in very harsh environments. So say like steel mills, very harsh, say construction, where they needed to say, okay, you're going to abuse your body for, for sure. several decades, but we're going to set this money aside for you so that you can give your body a break at an earlier than normal age. Because if you think about it, going back to before, like, say, this industrialized economy, you know, families mostly work together. So you'd have, you know, dad teaching the kids the trade, moms teaching the daughters the trade. There wasn't retirement because the kids would grow up into a situation where the dad took on more of a mentoring role where they didn't have to do the physical activities that the younger ones would do. The whole notion of retirement never really came into being. And I would say from a mental health standpoint, that was probably a healthier way to work. You can basically kind of like taper off a little bit. Yeah, you taper off more and you, you move into more of that mentor stage as opposed to learning and doing and, you know, growing. Fortunately, for me, that's actually been kind of the experience that I've had with my own dad. Yeah. So I've been fortunate enough to have that. Well, speaking of experiences, we've got some cool experiences coming up in September, right? Oh, yes. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah. Take it. So Thursday, September 23rd this year at our headquarters here in Rockford. I know. I like what you put in quotes here. A celebration of our industry that will equip and inspire. Basically, We're going to celebrate manufacturing leaders. It's a manufacturing party. Let's I just think, keep, let's just keep it simple. Yeah. It's a party. You know, we're not going to have a bunch of keynote presentations or anything. We're like going to manufacture a fun party, a fun yeah. experience. 
And we can do that. September 23rd, 2021. Please reach out to us if you're interested in coming. If you've been a past guest on Making Chips, you will be invited. And if you would like to be invited, all you got to do is email us. To where? What's the who will info be? at makingchips.com? There you go. So current clients of our agency and media company, past guests, they're like on the list already. Yeah. You can get And then anybody that the we're list. friends with or that we want to become friends with, if you want to be our friend, email us. We're pretty open. Yeah. And if you want to be uh, Jim's friend or Jason's friend, that would be amazing because they could use a few. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm really <laughs> looking for them. <laughs> but before we get to the manufacturing news, I want to ask you guys, what's new at your business? What's new and exciting? I've got something, Jim, which is new and exciting. And it's actually very much related to this episode. So my dad came to me literally just on Tuesday. He said, I don't want to go back to work. So for, for context, I bought the company from my dad in 2019. So I'm paying him off still. But you know, he came back to me. He was like, I need to do something. He was like, yeah. I just want to work for a half a day every day. He was like, I want to go into sales and I want to develop the Wisconsin territory and sell tooling to those clients. And so I was like, yes, of course, that would be awesome. So if there's any listeners out there, manufacturing leaders, Wisconsin, I can connect with my dad and, you know, <laughs> we <laughs> so, got to make Steve, but I mean, that's a great, you I know, mean, that's at, at 70 years old. He's like, you know, and he's, he's, 70? A, he's, yeah, he's a fit guy. Yeah. I mean, he exercises every day. He's yeah. very, you know, he's, you know, smart guy. He's got a lot to give still to this industry. So I give him a lot of credit He's gonna be for your that. best sales guy. That would be amazing. Steve's going to win the sales competition. Oh, that would be fantastic. Him on vacation. Oh, I, I, I'd love that. I'd love Cancun, that. Cancun, right? Yeah, there you go. There's exactly. Steve Margarita. Exactly. He would love that. Oh, no. That would be awesome. So yeah, I'm very proud of him for coming back and saying that. That's one of the keys to staying mentally fit and living a long life is to keep yourself active. Yeah, I right could on. not agree with you more. So, and yeah. we're going to talk about that a little bit. This article is from Modern Machine Shop. They do their reports. And um, yep. even though this is about March machine tool orders, it came out like last week. So you know, take some time for them to collect and report on the data. But March machine tool orders most since March 2019. So this March, March 2021. Unit orders in February increased 45.1%. Yeah. and Compared with a year ago. Well, right. a year ago, the world died, right? Yeah, exactly. So March's month-over-month rate of growth was the fastest since September 2016. Right. So while the rapid growth rate was partially due to an easy comparison with March 2020 during the COVID disaster, March 2021, 2,368 units ordered was the highest monthly unit total since March 2019. Therefore, March was an excellent month for machine tool orders, no matter how you analyze it. Okay, okay. That's good. That's good to know. And as a result, the annual rate of change grew by 0.9%, which was the first month of growth since July 2019. So in January, real dollar orders increased 34.8%, the fastest rate of growth since September 2018. But the real dollar total was only the highest since de- December 2020. So surprisingly, given all the supply chain issues and the strong demand for machine tools, the average price of machine tools in March decreased 7.1% Very compared interesting. with one year ago, largely due to the Southeast region. It's interesting. Very and interesting. I'm seeing the Southeast region? Yeah, I'm right. seeing a lot of expansion down there. Yeah, there's a lot of companies opening up plants down there for sure. So compared with one year ago... The Gardner Business Index, GBI, Mm -hmm. metalworking was 80% higher, which was the ninth consecutive month of growth and the fastest rate of growth in the history of the GBI. The annual rate of change in the GBI grew 9.2% in April, which was the second straight month of accelerating growth. 
it's clear that the annual rate of change in machine tool orders has already bottomed ahead of schedule. So sweet. They're saying it's bottomed? Well, it's rate of change has bottomed. The growth. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. okay, okay. Ahead of schedule. Yeah. Ahead of schedule. Yeah, it's all really good stuff. Guys. It is really good. And I'm seeing that I, too. The thing like, is, you're not going to buy a machine unless you need a machine, right? And so if the economy a right now, everyone needs a machine right now. And like you know I like just they said need before we hit a machinist. Yes, I know. What do you think is more of an issue, getting the machine or getting the machinist? I see the machinist. One of my biggest clients, he's got two hydromats coming in any day now, which is going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I see others buying machines and getting them rather quickly. I think the machine tool builders have really stepped up. Absolutely. I'm working what, with one. In what way? Well, here's, Just here's getting, an getting, the, getting the units out. Yeah, here's one example. So we'll have him on as a guest. We're going to bring Nick St. Sierra on next month. He's the product manager at Methods Machine Tools. We know like half the time the people, the end customer doesn't buy the machine because they don't have anyone to run it. And it's so hard to find a competent machine, especially on a higher end, harder to run machine. Right. There's so, a lot of green level guys. And out then there, there's yes. a lot, especially like in the firearms industry, there's a lot of opportunities for just like making this certain component, like a AR upper or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. And so what we're putting together is a complete package machine, indexer, robot that loads and unloads, full automation. So if there's a firearms company that just wants to buy the entire process, they could just buy it and just hit go. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite that simple, but they don't necessarily need someone to go in there and like program and detail every aspect of the machine because it's automated for a specific function. So it'll be fun to talk about. Listen, Metalworking Nation, if this pandemic has taught me one thing, it's that we need to accelerate our digital transformation. Can't get into shops the same way anymore. Business isn't done the same way as it once was, and it's only going to continue to trend in that direction. Let me tell you about a company that is doing just that. It's Zometry. So what is Zometry? Zometry is custom manufacturing on demand. They have over 5,000 partners, and their network has the capacity you need for prototyping and production. They're AS9100 and ISO 9001 certified, registered with ITAR, You can get an instant quote today for any of the services that you might need, whether it be CNC machining, 3D printing, injection molding, sheet metal, finishing services. You can even buy materials. Zometry is trusted by the engineers and purchasing leaders at the world's most successful companies like BMW, GE, NASA, Dell, and Bosch. Listen, if you want to turbocharge the way you make custom parts, check out Zometry. It's really easy. X-O-M-E-T-R-Y dot com, and you can get a quote today. So anyway, good news all around. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think so. Let's get into the heart of this episode. Let's get I'm into some bad news. Yeah, Jim's so, going to retire. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I'm well, not. As, well, <laughs> I'm going I'm to tell you how I think, and of course, you know, it doesn't make any difference. And the objective of this episode is to just give a little bit of information to everyone that's thinking that could be around my age, that is, ev- is even like close to retirement give them a little if salt it, yeah is give them a little salt from exactly. the salt bay. you know boom bam whatever. well you know i think a lot of people's notions of retirement a lot of it's based on your worldview a lot of it's based on how you much you enjoyed your work but also i think a lot of it is based on how long do you think you're going to live you know if you think you're going to die at 65 well you might not you might want to have a couple years for some people yeah. i want to live to be 125 you do or don't i do i want oh, to live God. to be 125 so i i got a long ways away from yeah, retiring if ever you bet this is a big and important decision it's subjective to everybody but here's some tips that i've pulled and you know again 
I'm not telling everybody when to retire. I'm just giving you information to evaluate your own particular situation to see if it's ready. So here's how to tell if you're ready to retire. You are financially prepared. We're going to break these down. You have eliminated debt. You have a plan to cope with emergencies. I thought the government solves all those things. No, they don't. <laughs> you have health insurance. Another big I thought the one. government handles that. No, not everything. Not you yet. have a social network. And I don't mean Facebook and Instagram. I, I mean, thought the government wants to squash that by social. making to stay at home. <laughs> and finally, you have something else to do. In the simplest ter- of the terms, and I believe the last one is probably the most important, is having something to do. Because according to the Federal Reserve Board study, one third of those who retire eventually reverse retirement and return to work on either a full or part-time basis. Shout out so just Steve, like Steve. Just like Steve Zanger. Shout out to Steve Zanger. Exactly. And, and you know what? So to my dad's credit, he actually has a lot to do. It's just sometimes those things you do you don't find as much purpose in. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the keys is like totally, you have a Jason. purpose in what you do. Yeah. And, and then I want to make another comment, which is I think a lot of people also, you know, that whole notion of what I talked about, about why this whole retirement and pension thing came into play. It's not just the people that are working in harsher environments, but I think us as manufacturing leaders or in any kind of leader out there, we're driving in fifth gear too much. We are. And you gotta no you gotta gear back a little bit. You have to implement some of those hobbies into your life before retirement. Yep. That way you can kind of pace yourself as you're going through this. Yeah. I mean, I'm even thinking about that now. Like I've kind of dropped a lot of my hobbies over the last, you know, say five or ten years, mostly because my family's become my hobby. I mean, my wife just needs my help. Dealing with, you know, a bunch of kids is difficult. But I think I'm getting to the point where it's like, I want to go back to doing something on a regular basis that I really love just for the fun of it. I mean, I weightlift, which I love to do, but I used to play tennis like all the time. And yeah. it's like, I want to get back to tennis playing tennis. Is fun, man. Yeah. I mean, I want to go back. I want to get that hobby. I don't want to wait till retirement to do those things. Right. What I've got here is I've got a couple of sites that I've gone to. And the first one is six signs that you're really ready to retire. Bags under your eyes? Yes. That, Gray hair? <laughs> it does. Yeah. All, all those things. So the first and foremost is you've hit a full retirement age. So full retirement age is, I think it's going to be 66 for me because as we progress through the years, they keep pushing out full retirement age. To, Are you talking about the government's definition of social security? Yes. You can get Social Security at 62. However, it's significantly reduced. I'm already assuming that I'm not going to get Social Security. I kept hearing that 20 years ago, and I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to get Social Security because everyone says, I'm not paranoid about it. That's my mindset right now, and I'm planning my life around, if I get it, it's a bonus. You right. know what I mean? Right. I'm not exactly. going to plan my life around having that money come in. Yeah. So it says if you retire at 62, they're going to reduce the benefits by 25%, the Social Security benefits. On the other hand, if you wait even longer to claim Social Security to the maximum age of 70, you'll receive as much as 132% of the monthly benefit you would have collected. Yeah, I believe my dad waited about as long as he possibly could. Okay. Two, you're debt-free. If you've paid off all your debts, you are well-positioned for retirement. If you have a credit card debt or you still owe a lot of money on a home or a car, you may want to postpone giving yourself over fully to your days of freedom. Three, you're no longer supporting kids or parents. Are all your kids grown up? 
Are they out of the house? Are they earning their own income? That makes it a lot easier for you to retire. Wait, are you talking about supporting your kids or supporting your parents? Both. Because both. Okay. Because some people You were doing both for a long I time. I was doing you, both for a long time. Yes. Concurrently. Yes. Thank God that's over with. Now it's both, just, now both it's just, my parents are dead. So now it's just supporting your kids. That makes it easier. Right? We got Patrick back for about six months. And now Ryan's supporting you. <laughs> yeah, sure he is. Um, four you've created a retirement budget huge this may seem like a no-brainer but many soon to be retirees don't really crunch the numbers before you quit your career it's important to figure out if you can live comfortably on your post retirement and maybe you need to kind of scale back a little bit lower your budget so that you can afford to retire so the fifth one like you probably shouldn't be flying in that private jet when no. you're in retirement. Well, it depends. Gym. It depends if you've got if you have mul- a. Is multi- that going to make you sad to get rid of your private jet? Yeah, right. I'm going to cry really hard. Five. Your portfolio is updated. So what does that mean? So when you're young in your early 20s, your investment style is a little probably a little bit more aggressive than it is when you're in your 60s, right? You 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 tend to be a little bit more conservative on your investment style because you're going to need the money sooner. If you're younger. In your early 20s, you've got decades to repair any of that damage that an upper and lower stock market can kill you, right? Sure, yeah. I get that. And six, your spouse agrees. So if your wife or your husband says... I think it's really time. You know, we we need to do this. I'm just laughing right now. Yeah, like, the wife is an important part hey, of this decision. Babe, I'm so, going to stay home every day. Yeah, <laughs> no. The bottom line <laughs> is, if you do it too early, it's probably a mistake. You're going to end up going back to work just like one third, just like Steve Zanger. So, a couple of things to gnaw on there. The next thing I want to talk about is the financial, because finance and money has so much to do with retirement. I've got nine signs that you are financially okay to retire because financial preparedness is really one of the most important things that you need. Well, you know, I think one of the things that people make sometimes in being entrepreneurial and looking at their retirement is that they think that they're going to grow their company to be this like nest egg that that they're going to sell off to somebody for millions of dollars and retire on that. Yeah, that and while that's good well me. that's very possible. Yeah. And I think that that succession planning could be talked about as an episode unto itself. I'd love um, to talk about that. You got to be careful with that being your complete strategy. Right. And I think that that might be a little bit of poor decision making. Yeah. Financial preparedness. If you're struggling to pay bills, it goes without saying if you're struggling to pay your bills, paycheck to paycheck, probably not a good sign that you're ready to retire, right? Easy, simple, right? If you can't pay the ComEd bill, if you can't pay the Comcast bill, if you're late on your mortgage, well, they're even saying you shouldn't even have a mortgage because the next one too is high level of debt. Large amounts of debt are going to severely strain your savings once you retire. As a matter of fact, if you still have debt, if you've got that Porsche or whatever the case may be, you've got a a big house. You need to be at the point where you're earning interest, not paying interest. Exactly. Exactly. You 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 can't have a $30,000 a year mortgage debt, right? That's driving that. Three, no plan for future major expenses. You don't want to wait until you've retired to address major foreseeable expenses such as repairing or replacing your roof, repaving your driveway, purchasing a vacation home, or buying a car. All of those decisions should be made well in advance of retiring so it's not becomes it doesn't become a financial burden once you're there. 
for an unknown social security benefit. While you might not be relying on social security to meet your expenses, you shouldn't ignore it either. If you're like most people and haven't estimated how much your benefit will be, and you can go to the social security site to see how much you're going to get when you retire, that's a handy tool. I bet when I go on there, it just tells me how much I have to pay. Well, no, it's it's already showed you, Nick. <laughs> that would much- be interesting, Nick, if Social Security changed so that like when you retire, if you have enough money, you have to pay for others to retire. Yeah, that would be. Sounds like what I'm well, re- you can go to get ready for. You can go to the site and you can see how much you've put into your Social Security already. So Sure. And I, just it'll don't, predict, I don't believe I'm getting anything. Well, it'll predict when you know what that is. Five, if you have no financial plan at all, once you retire, paychecks stop coming, but the bills keep on showing up. And so do your kids. Your kids are always coming back. Your kids are having problems. Someone's getting a divorce. Someone's struggling financially. They need 10 grand. They need, they want to buy a new house. They're going to get married. It's going to cost 30, 40, $50,000. You're speaking as though you have experience with these conversations. No. Well, you know, I'm saying that some of those things have come up already, but I'm anticipating that to happen more in the next 10 years is, you know, none of my kids are married yet. I'm going to have to help out in some capacity for their wedding. They all own homes. So that part at least is done. Six. Destination wedding. Destination wedding. Doesn't that, um, we're driving that in, in that direction. Doesn't Good. that expire at a certain age? Like, isn't it like 35, like you no longer have to pay for your kid's wedding? No, I didn't hear that. No, no especially, I think it's, well, I think it is. well you your daughter... You should bring it you up pay to your, your kids. Well, wedding, no, right? yeah, th- th- traditionally that's what they say. Yeah, but so you got one, you help you, got one uh, you help daughter, out right? where you can, right? If yeah, my son's getting married you, and his parents have zero dollars, and my son doesn't have any either, yeah, and yeah. I have I have the See, capacity, that, there you go. Uh, I have the resources to help assist in that wedding planning. I'm going to do it, right? But the thing is. If you don't have it, you can't give it, and you have to think about it before you retire because that's always something lingering. It's just good financial planning. Seven, not accounting for inflation. I know inflation goes up, you know, three percent is the annual average of inflation, but you have to take that into consideration. That's going to be a big deal in the years to come with what's going on in our country right now, and this might be a pre-planned event in order to solve some of these problems that we have with exactly because you know when the losers when you have inflation are the debt owners yes exactly. and who's a big who's the biggest debt owner in the world and who's the biggest person that has to pay debt social security and all that kind of stuff so you know that's going to become less valuable as we have inflation and that's not going to be good for people that are um, going to be going on a fixed income with Social Security at some point. Hey, but I'm not an economist, so get the help of somebody professional. Why neither I, am I. Why do I'm I just, keep saying that on every single episode? I don't know. You like to hear just yourself talk. Just want to make sure you're not on the hook for someone's bad decision. There you go. There you go. Eight, not rebalancing your portfolio. What this means is, like I said earlier, when you're young, you tend to invest a little bit more aggressively In than like when you're- cryptocurrencies. So if you still have the same investments <laughs> that you had at 23, it's probably not a good idea. It's, you should look at that and- you Time know, to sell the Dogecoin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's a Dogecoin? <laughs> that weird dog cryptocurrency that right. just like ballooned that, up. And did you hear- uh, You should about know that. this. And Elon on Saturday Night Live said he was going to sell all his. Is that what he, what <laughs> did, he did? Did he say that? Yes, he did right on live and it took a dive the next day. Oh, gosh. That's yeah. hilarious. Nine, retirement worries you. It doesn't worry me. I, I'm telling you that. And I would certainly think if it worries you, I wouldn't do it. But if it worries you, don't. And the end of the day- is if you still are passionate about work, you're still passionate about your job, 
that's what you should do. You should stay in your job and not move, you know, move the needle. Just just stay with it and go from there. Well, we know how much you love recording on Making Chips. So you can't, I do. You, I ain't you going anywhere. too much. You can't retire. Yeah. So any takeaways? What did you guys learn from the episode? I think you're trying to make retirement scary, and I think for good reason. Mm-hmm. I am a big proponent that people should work as long as they are physically and mentally able to do that. Could and I think that more. you should have the mindset of saying, maybe I shouldn't retire and maybe I should like, and I'm trying to convince myself of this, I need to downshift my work ethic a little bit now in order to have more sustainability. This kind of goes back to that previous episode that I had before when Serena Williams was like, how do you think that I'm a champion? It's because I rest and I'm not going full out all the time. I'm only going full out when I need to. And I think there's a lot of leaders out there, myself included, probably you guys included, that are going full out all the time. And that could be a recipe for disaster in the future. Right. And it's not a recipe for longevity in your career. Yeah. So my biggest takeaway is that you don't need to be abrupt with retirement. It doesn't need to be like 100 to zero. And then, okay, well, I didn't like zero, so I want to come back and work 20. Yeah, I think that the Germans do it really well where like you kind of taper off, you know, so you go from, you know, 45 hours a week to 40 to your work every Tuesday, Thursday yeah. to and, and then and also like your responsibilities taper off. So it, it goes more into like con- consulting and kind of passing the torch and like shedding some of your knowledge mentoring. and mentoring. Right, yep. Exactly. And then. You know, that you're still like kind of on call once in a while for a couple of key phone calls, but you don't just go like, boom, okay, retired, see ya. Right. And that's what a lot of people do. It's like, I, is, that's what I want for myself. It's like quitting smoking after smoking for 40 years, just, you know, no more, right? Yeah. Like, I want to feel like I don't have to work, but I can. You know what I mean? So when it comes time to retirement, for me, it's like, yeah, I can go in for a couple hours today. Yeah. And versus like, if I don't show up, like things are going to fall apart. Yeah. yeah. Like my dad's talking about doing. What would what'd your grandpa say about all that? He's like the furthest thing from retirement and he's 90. So, so that's exactly what... <laughs> and He loves his job, man. My mind hasn't changed any putting together this particular episode. I have no signs of slowing down. I feel great. I'm ready to go. I've never been more in love with my job. I'm passionate about it. Things are really starting to get exciting and... I'm hanging around for at least another two years. Maybe you're at the prime of your career at 60 could years be. old. I could be. I could. It absolutely could be. I, all, I feel like I am. all because frank. of what you learned on making chips. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I've said because this. if you're not making chips, you're not making money. Bam. Bam. Thanks for listening to the Making Chips podcast. Jim and Jason knew that the metalworking nation, the community of world-class makers, needed to commit to a new way of leading to stay ahead of the competition. So, Making Chips was created to fill that void, to give you advice from other manufacturing leaders who can push you to take action. Your manufacturing challenges have a solution. And many of them are at makingchips.com.